0: Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? Welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Uh, it is July 1st, 2017. We are uh, in the throes of NHL free agency for the year, and joining me to discuss the uh, the first day, I guess we can just say the day is done for right now, uh, is my friend Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, uh, how did you take in the festivities today?
1: Uh, I, I was actually kind of running around a bit, but obviously I stopped and paid my respects for... Uh, Seth Helgeson when when the uh, news <laughs> came down, so so I made sure to to, to give him the time of day and uh, but yeah I mean I, I used to get so jacked up for this day I remember I remember where I was when the Islanders signed Brent Sopel so uh,
0: <laughs> wow well he was yeah, a special player That's sure. he really
1: was he was also <laughs> one of the first bloggers ever he 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 had a blog on the Islanders website back right. way back then called the Soap right. Dish. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I didn't really. I I didn't remember it had that cool name. That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, uh, I remember when he was with Atlanta. He uh, he went to like the the Atlanta uh, Pride Parade, which is sort of like, Mm -hmm. hey, good for him, you know. But that was that was well after he left the Islanders, so it was kind of like I could only take like third hand pride and his going through the pride but anyway um but yeah like you said uh seth helgeson was one of the the few islanders signings today we'll we'll talk about him i figure we'll talk about the league in general first and then talk about the islanders later um but it's funny though you mentioned him because like it's you know he's played for the devils and so like i kind of recognize the name right but i don't know anything about the guy and you know when I, when I asked one of my Devils fan friends, he was like, he sucks. <laughs> so I was like, all oh, right, yeah, that's kind of the impression I got from yeah, the you, few you people. Yeah, you might have so. that,
1: uh, that radek Martinez syndrome I was talking about last week where if, you know, you're not in his division, you probably had no idea
0: who this guy no, was. No, yeah, totally, yeah. And I mean, yeah, if you, didn't, if you weren't a Devils fan or like in our case, you know, we, the Islanders play them, you know, whatever, four or five times a year, you kind of know them. Yeah, you. I mean, I don't think like, you know, Nashville fans are like, you know, Saw that news and were like, oh wow, that's that's quite a signing. Like nobody's ever heard of this guy. But uh, and we'll see a little also a little bit later how uh, the Islanders in a way sort of reciprocated with the uh, the Helgeson signing to the Devils. But we'll we'll see how yeah. that works out. Um, but let's talk about the league in general. So it was a really weird day. Um, the, the the class this year wasn't really like a big marquee class, and what I mean is like there weren't a lot of sort of huge difference makers out there. Yeah, there's no were there are no
1: Brent Sopel's.
0: Right. There was no, you know, Stephen Stamkos is not that he made it to free agency last year, but there wasn't any guy like that. Now, Kevin Shattenkirk is the only guy who kind of comes close. He, uh, in accordance with the prophecies, as Dom would say, he signed with the Rangers after lots of hemming and hawing and blah, blah, blah. He finally did it. I don't know if anybody's going to ask him about commuting from Westchester to MSG. They should. Because you know Islanders get asked that all the time about Brooklyn and New York and Long Island, but um, so he signed there for a really weird deal. It's a short deal. It's only four years, but it's like six point three million a year, which is not a small amount of money, but you know it's it's pretty big. And but it went for four years, it's not that big a deal. But he really wanted to play there. Um, Carl Carl Alsner was kind of the other big name. He signed with the Canadians sort of the anti shattenkirk as i heard one guy on tsn say it you know he's pretty much all defense no offense um he signed for way too much for way too many years and i I don't know what mark bergeron's plan is out there um (laughs) there were some other moves um let me call up dom's thing here um joe thornton stayed in san jose Uh, justin schultz signed a big big deal to stay in pittsburgh um nick bonino moved on to nashville uh You know, there was just Benino's deal wasn't that bad. Um, I forget exactly what he's making, but it's it's I think it's like four something million for four years, and that's not a totally bad deal for him. But then there was a bunch of like one million dollar like bargain deals like Scott Hartnell is also returning to Nashville for one year one million which is good for him um Mike Camilleri is back with LA now for one year like one million or something like that um and then the Canucks actually made a bunch of smart moves they signed Sam Gagne they got uh, uh Patrick Weircock they got a couple of other guys uh and then the other big one is uh Justin Williams went back to Carolina for two years of four and a half million, which we'll get back to again in a little bit, cause he was sort of on the Islanders radar. So it was a weird day. Um, what, what are your thoughts on kind of how it shook out? Uh, and like, you know, if the needle moved in anybody's direction at any point, in any of these things, I I, I
1: mean, I, I'm happy cause Shattenkirk's a good player, but I am kind of happy at the same time that it was so obvious that he, what he was doing and that it, you know, as, said he's total, he did end up going to the rangers because i can't wait to kind of hate him
0: uh, <laughs> he's got a real hateable I, face yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's got the uh the like the chris Kreider face uh, of, <laughs> uh something you just really want to punch yeah. uh but so you know if, yeah they make him they make he makes the rangers better which sucks but they also signed Andre kavilik which is awesome <laughs> I was so
0: happy to see that. <laughs> right. No, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, Andre Pavlik signed uh, f- to be their backup for one year. Also, bargain deal. But, man, if you've been following the Andre Pavlik saga at all, um, this dude's had a wild ride, man. He's like Yara Halak. He ended up in the AHL. But, like, in in Pavlik's case, it was because he was bad, and Winnipeg had to get rid of him <laughs> after signing him to that big yeah. deal. So, yeah, he replaces Andy Ranta. Um, I don't know that's if the big, Rangers' big magic works. Uh, yeah, definitely.
1: On paper, at least I'm sure he's gonna be great. And, uh,
0: you know, <laughs> do like what Cam
1: Talbot did a couple years
0: right. ago. Right. Yeah. I, or anti anti, yeah.
1: I actually have a uh, Pavlik story. When when he was with the the Thrasher, I a friend of mine, his like cousin or something, was Jay Feaster's uh nephew, or I don't know. It, it was a six degree set of separation with Jay <laughs> Feaster. And he was right. talking about how Andre Pavlik was like he was like kind of interning for Feaster and like his job was basically to set Andre Pavlik up in Atlanta, get him accustomed to like the culture there and stuff. And he took he, he told me he said that he's going to be the best goalie in the NHL in like three years, and uh, <laughs> he was he was dead on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that
0: that Atlanta team had a really interesting goalie tandem because it was Pavlik and then like Carey Lettenin, right, who's also yeah. had a bit of a star yeah. crossed
1: like, career. Johan Hedberg was like all oh, right, yeah, every, every now and then and uh yeah but uh yeah but I mean that's that's, you know I don't think you know that's an impact move either way but uh I also was you know the the Dan Girardi thing kind of surprised me too because he goes to Tampa Bay and they're supposed to be this uh you know kind of forward-thinking anti-Dan Girardi signing kind of (laughs) team and and they saw Dan Girardi so who is you know not the not the type of player you'd think would but uh
0: I, I was yes. telling my wife, because we've kind of known about this Girardi thing for a while. This morning, it sounded like he was going to sign for like four years, four million a year, which would have been like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? turns out it was like a two year deal for, I think, somewhere in the like mid threes, which is better, but it's still, like you said, it's he's not the kind of player a team really should be going out and assigning to any kind of contract at at this point in his career. And, you know, I mean, he's not old, but he's got a lot of miles on him and and he's not the fastest skater out there. But I, I was telling my wife that it's funny how, as a general manager especially, you can go from being a genius to being a complete dope in a split second. And, like, Steve Iserman has a reputation for putting together good teams, and he has put together good teams, and he's sort of, like, Worked his wizardry to get everybody underneath the cap. And, you know, even when he's got trade Jonathan Drew, what does he get? Mikhail sergachev who was, you know, the Canadian's uh, best prospect. So, you know, he's got this reputation for being a good GM and he does a bunch of stuff. And then he goes out and he signs Dan Girardi on top of acquiring, you know, a couple of years ago, Ryan Callahan. <laughs> who's also yeah. on his sort of like last legs. And it's like, well, why are you collecting old Rangers here, Steve? Like you don't need to do that. And I, I said it was just like Garth Snow, you know, in the, in the summer. It, just before training camp in 2014, Garth Snow was a genius. He he had acquired, you know, Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk for literally a bag of pennies, and he looked great. And then a year later, he, he, you know, hadn't done anything to augment that team, and he was back to being a dope again. So it's just like – you no, know, it's imme- immediate like now Steve Eisenman could do something tomorrow, that would immediately make him a genius again. And we would all forget about Dan Girardi. So mm-hmm. but yeah, that's an interesting one as well. Um yeah, so I guess the Rangers lose Girardi, but they get in Shattenkirk. Um, and I don't know how that's gonna work out. The funny thing about Shattenkirk is the first person I thought of was actually Travis Hamonick, because Shattenkirk's whole thing is he grew up a Rangers fan and now he wants to play for the Rangers. Here we go. If you listen to Hamonick's words when he got traded to Calgary, and I guess we should talk about that too later. Um, he sounded very, very happy to be back in Canada, particularly Western Canada, farmland, rodeo country, <laughs> that kind of thing. And it, w- it wasn't that he hated the Islanders, it was just like he he was really happy to be there, and that's kind of the first thing I thought of. And, you know, for Hammonick, I thought, oh man, he's probably going to be a beast out there playing in a place where he wants to play. And I don't know if Shattenkirk's going to be the same thing, or maybe they wilt under the pressure a little bit, who knows?
1: Uh, yeah, Hammonick's going to have, he's that's a perfect situation for him
0: hmm.
1: with, uh, with Hamilton, uh, Brody, and Giordano. Like, He is, he's, he's the best defenseman in, in, or, you know, I guess you could say maybe the third between him and, you know, Brody on on their day, but one of the best, now one of the best top fours in the, in the land. So, uh, I'm happy, I'm happy that he's, you know, landed in a a situation like that rather than one in, you know, Colorado where he'd be like kind of, kind of on a bad team and be like, (laughs) be like the, like the guts and glory guy to like, you know, uh, see along, see along. Like uh, like like Bill Guerin and Doug Waite were when they came to the Islanders. So, I, <laughs> just, but you know, like that right. that role. So or Mark Eaton. But it's yeah. just so I'm just happy that that kind But uh, I think you know, this crop of free agents was so under under so uh, it kind of predictable. people really don't like that the whole. Uh, we you can like contact people the days leading up to July 1st because it takes out of the actual day
0: uh yeah we knew about a lot of these deals this morning in a way you know and meanwhile they weren't supposed to be talking about them and all of a sudden like you know it just it's just a matter of them becoming official and maybe some numbers moving around but yeah a lot of the a lot of the intrigue was taken out very early today
1: yeah and and, i mean there's still some some names out there that would be great for the islanders to you know we knew all along that this wasn't the big day for them. Like the big day for them is probably going to be a random, you know, Wednesday in the next month or two when, <laughs> when, or maybe, you know, closer to camp when, when the other shoe kind of drops on um, this whole, uh, you know, we trade an area, which we think is coming. Uh, right. but there's some guys out there that definitely, have a flyer on or, you know, take a punt, uh, you know, going after.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh Alex Radulov Tiredo- is, Yeah, I don't know if Pa is going to come back. I don't know what's going to happen with Pa. That's I mean, he's played on half the teams in the league.
1: I wonder if I wonder if all 29 teams reach out to Pa and say, yeah, you know, it's just not going to work this year. But the Islanders say, Pa, we'll have you back this year if (laughs) if you said yes, or he goes and signs with like Bern or something in Switzerland.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How you wonder how how burned that bridge is, you know, b- b- between yeah. him and the Islanders. I'm sure he's he's unfortunate. I mean, I'd love to bring him back and try it again, but yeah. I'm afraid he would be he would be waived again just before training camp. But uh, yeah, Alex Radilov didn't sign anywhere. He's kind of a big name out there. Reports are that he wanted a ton of dough from the Canadians and a ton of years. And you know, I don't know how many how whose reports you can believe. Uh, Yarmir Yager is still out there. And, you know, the the Panthers, you talk about a team that went in a really weird direction. The Panthers a couple of years ago were all about analytics and they were the computer boys and they were going to build the team, you know, the kind of the modern way. That has all gone out the window. Uh, Bob Bugner, who was a a goon in the 90s, is their coach now. So is Jack Capuano as assistant coach. Uh, They signed Michael Haley, Islanders legend Michael Haley, They've gotten rid of uh, Yager. They they got rid of a bunch of people, and so now they're just. It looks like they're going back to the to the seventies, the Stone Age, or whatever. Now, so I don't know what to believe anymore. That's it's a very strange flip, Uh, but Yager apparently is is available. Um, You know, there's a lot of little guys out there that could be available, but I think just generally speaking, yeah, like it was just a very underwhelming class, and I don't know, you know, who would have been a natural fit onto the Islanders this year. Uh, that you th- without having to move somebody out or you know kind of rejigger the entire roster for it. And I guess that gets us to to Justin Williams. The Islanders kind of reached out to him to talk to him about coming in. Uh, Williams is a good player still. He's 35, but he's still got that possession game that you know everybody loves. He scored 25 goals last year, or 24 goals, which is really good. Um, but you know, I just don't know where he's going to fit now. Had the Islanders moved out a bunch of contracts and maybe had a spot on the wing. I totally would have welcomed Justin Williams there, but I just don't know what adding somebody and then, you know, forcing yourself to get rid of somebody else either on waivers or a buyout or a crappy trade where you get like a 6 round pick for a guy. I don't really know what kind of why, you know, that would make sense, but then again, I don't know. It's just none of these guys really seem to overwhelm me and, you know, i thought that they needed to go out and get them right away.
1: Yeah, I I thought the, you know, Williams would would kind of be the I, I kind of like already assumed he was coming just, just by the way things, it, it really reminded yeah. me of the Andrew Ladd situation last year <laughs> where it just kind of seemed yeah. like it was, it was just kind of heading that direction Um, yeah, he would have been nice but yeah it, was, it wouldn't have been something like I would it wouldn't have been you know dancing in the streets about uh, mm. but yeah, I mean I was I was I'm happy to, you gotta be, I guess at this point just be happy to see that they didn't you know sign Carl Alsner to you know that that deal like that's,
0: yeah. that's how you know
1: you're so it's just, that's, that makes me happy, at least. And, uh, like, like we've been saying all along, like the, the the key for the Islanders basically was not to cripple themselves and to hope that the teams around them didn't get much better. And, uh, it's, I'm kind of happy to see Chris Kunitz out of the, the penguins. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. think he's going to be great with, I think, but it just, he pissed me off so
0: much. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Uh, Brian Boyle signed with the Devils uh, to kind of anchor that fourth line. He, he's certainly not going to make them any better, but I guess it doesn't make them worse. Uh, he's just sort of Brian Boyle. He's kind of there. Um, yeah, uh, Chris Kunitz is no longer Penguin. Benino being gone is is good for the Islanders. Um, Ron Hainsey left the, you know, he cashed in on his one playoff appearance to sign with the Leafs. Um, Another
1: team that, that was, you know, that, that's a, a a signing that just didn't. That kind of made me scratch my head a bit. Like, why on earth did the Maple Leafs just sign this guy when that's not the direction they're going? So, so it's just like yeah. another just throw that in the bin. once
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very very strange. And then like these are the kinds of deals that that happen today. So, you know, I can't be too mad and that the Islanders didn't sign any of these guys. It's like a, none of the fits truly made sense. Uh, you know, I would have taken Kevin Shattenkirk in a heartbeat, but it feels like he kind of was, you know, pre pre-preordained to go to the Rangers. And you know, let's say the Islanders had signed him, well, how is your defense going to shake out now? You're gonna have to get rid of somebody, wave somebody, trade someone. I don't even know. So I mean, it wasn't like this is this is where it is. If they're going to improve, and I'm not again, they definitely need to improve. I'm not saying they couldn't use some new players and some new blood. If they are going to improve, it is going to come via the trade. I think that's how it's going to have to work. They're going to have to move somebody out, bring somebody back in, which brings us to our friend, Joe Sakic. So Sack was a great player (laughs) turning out to be maybe not so great a GM. Uh, Matt Duchesne, as of right now is still a member of the Colorado avalanche. Let me check my Twitter feed. Hold on one second. Uh, there's lots of noise about maybe him ending up in Nashville that Columbus, you know, was kind of like looking at him and, um, and, you know, it was kind of pushing but hard. Columbus, it
1: was crazy because I saw that Zach Wier- Wierenski's name was bandied about, and I'm sure that that that's, be not insane. that's not <laughs> that's true good, at man. all. But, like, if, right. that's, if that's what the, the Avalanche are seeking, they really need to get their heads examined, or Zach does it at least.
0: Yeah. And even even trading Seth Jones. Like, yeah, I, well, I just – I mean, don't get me wrong. Matthew Shane's a nice player, but, like, you just got Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson in a deal that worked out fairly well for both teams – why would you then all of a sudden give him up? <laughs>
1: and that's that's what's been in Zachary's mind this whole time was that, you know, I want Seth Jones. Like, that's the guy. I mean, I know that they go way back. back in, mm. taught Strong Seth Colorado. Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he taught... I think that's how Seth Jones learned how to skate because Popeye yes. Jones is playing for the Nuggets or whatever. So, like, in his head, he's like, all right, that's, the that's like, the level I want for Duchesne. It, 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 it's got to equal mm. Seth Jones or, you know, Zach right. And Yeah, good luck. Not, <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> if then you want to throw Nate McKinnon in... As
0: well, maybe, like, <laughs> right and that's the thing like uh, after you know the the kind of the afternoon it sort of you know died down all the general managers like around four or five o'clock they start to like creep out of their offices and talk to somebody because they want to go home and want to eat dinner and see their families um and so you know sack was like you know none of the trades happen I, I can't like affect i can't do anything with the rumors i don't make the rumors other people make the rumors but then he's like you know i'm definitely looking for you know an upgrade to our defense and the whole world is like what? <laughs> like there there have to have been deals offered to Sakic for Matt Duchane that upgraded the Colorado defense. Look, let's face it. Anybody would upgrade the Avalanche defense. Like anybody. You know, their defense is like Tyson Barry, who half the half of the Colorado uh, fan base hates apparently for some reason, and literally a bunch of guys. Like we don't even know who was out there. Um there have been conflicting reports about what the Islanders had offered uh the Avalanche for Duchesne, Arthur Staple says it was Hamanick. Other people say Hamanick was never offered. Uh, I don't know if, you know, I'm inclined to believe Staple a little bit more. If Hamanick was the offer and Saki didn't take it, I don't know what it is that he's looking for because, you know, as we talked about, Travis Hamanick might not be a number one, but he's pretty darn good. And if you're the Avalanche and any, any upgrade to, to the defense would be pretty good. I think he's an okay starting point Plus a first round pick, probably plus somebody else. Now, apparently, the hangup maybe might have been throwing in a Matthew Barzell, who Garth Snow would not want to t- throw in. I agree with, with Snow. I wouldn't want to do that either. But I just, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of negotiation going on with this because Sakik is just steadfastly refusing to kind of like look at deals. I just don't really get it. But then again, it might just be that like I'm on Twitter too much and it just feels like this has been dragging on for years and years and
1: years. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does. The fact that if, if it I I am with you like our what staples basically that the Bible for, for Islanders fans uh, at this point. So if, if he says that first or something we're we're offered and Zakic said no, you gotta wonder if, if you're first of all, if you're Matthew Shane, you gotta be like what
0: well, Yeah who's mine?
1: <laughs> Matt, Matthew right. Shane would trade Matt Shane for that, so <laughs> I don't I mean I, I He's he's pissing me off big time. He, I mean, I mean, it's not even that. Even if he doesn't go to the Islanders, it's just the whole like like there's right. this is kind of like it's kind of like log like a log jam for the off season to really get going. Is they're mm-hmm. waiting for for this for Duchene to be like that first domino or whatever, and it's not going to happen mm-hmm. unless somebody
0: gives up <laughs> right. their best their best defenseman. And apparently, just before we we came on, the Predators acquired Alexei Emelin from vegas who had got him in the expansion draft for like a third round pick now emelin's best days have been behind him now for quite a while um and so a third round pick but even still a third round pick is kind of like light for that guy and the assumption was okay you're getting a guy who's like a still kind of a you know top six defenseman clearly you're going to move somebody out but apparently according to bob mckenzie that is not the case they plan on playing Emelin as their, you know, five, six guy and rolling with Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis and, and Matthias Ekholm and Subban, obviously uh, as their top four. Um, and so, you know, then it becomes like, well, did the predators ever actually get close on a Duchesne deal with one of those guys? Obviously not Subban, but like, you know, Ekholm's name has been thrown around. Uh, and it's like, if that's the case, and again, I'm, I'm just speculating, I don't know off the top of my head, but like, if if they were offered Eckholm and somebody else <laughs> for Duchesne and turn that down, that's even more crazy than turning down the uh, uh Also, apparently, Sakik wants him, wants Duchesne in the Eastern Conference, much like Gart Snow wanted Travis Hammondick in the Western Conference. And again, I understand that. Um, but it's just it, like you said, it, it's not even a, an Islanders thing. Like, I get it. I mean, if they don't have what Joe's looking for, hey, you know what? They don't, you know? And, and obviously, they've moved Hammondick to Calgary now, so they can't even use him as a chip anyway. Um, but it's just, it's, it's so strange that like, this is taking so long. You would think that there would be a match somewhere, but maybe it's just that Sakic has like, like you said, these sort of specific guys in his head and he's just not getting those guys because you know, the, the teams aren't going to move them. He, the, the, you know, they're not, the blue jackets are not going to move Zach Warensky. It just ain't going to happen. I was just up for the Calder trophy. So I don't yeah, know. It's I, very frustrating. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. And uh, I, 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 Saying right now that I kind of odds uh, my if I was you know putting a bet on it, I would say that I my bet would be that Duchesne is on the avalanche for opening night, so yeah. I just it just feels that way now, it feels like that. Right. Every year, there's like some some guy whose name's bandied about forever, and then <laughs>
0: never
1: it never comes to fruition, and he starts right. the season with the, the team that he was supposed to be traded by. Right
0: now, I and I wrote this this morning, and and it's still true. And you know, this is probably going to be like our last podcast for the summer now. Um, and so you know, today isn't the only day that these guys can go shopping. Like like as we saw again with the Letty and Boychuk deals. You know, we were pre- preparing for Islanders training camp. With the defense that they had, all of a sudden these two guys just showed up and became like the number one pair. So, it's possible that, like you said, we wake up on Tuesday morning and Matt Duchene has been traded somewhere. So, I mean, that's that's entirely possible, and and you know all of what we just said kind of happens. But like even Sackick now is kind of setting himself up for a disappointing you know, grade on this trade. Like unless he gets like a Worensky type, which again, he's not going to get, people are going to go, that's it. That's what you got. For, that's what you held out of this whole time for Matthew Shane. Yep. You know, you, you got these, you got, I don't know, uh, Cody CC and uh, you know, it's a, a third round pick for Matthew Shane. It's like, well, what <laughs> happened? You know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah so
1: it's going to be like the, uh, the Oilers and Taylor Hall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. The trade is one for one. To, to CC for uh, for Duchesne, and then we're all like, "Come on, Ottawa, really?" Anyway, um, so yeah, it, you know, that's kind of like you know, for all the the things that were signed, a lot of them we kind of knew about already. A lot of them were kind of like, "Ah, eh, that's not that bad," you know, short time, short money kind of deal. And then there's only the one. I mean, really, the Alsner thing is the only one that's like, seriously, this is this is what you guys are gonna do. That's that's <coughs> not that contract is not gonna age well. Let me tell you, uh, that's gonna be pretty bad. So for the, carl yeah. carl
1: alzner uh, one time he
0: he yelled at me and then blocked me on twitter uh really
1: yeah during the lockout oh god there were so many lockouts the, <laughs> the lockout 2013 i guess lockout i said no i didn't even like you know send it to him i just said voice my frustration that they were a bunch of millionaires that like you know couldn't find time in the day to meet with each other and he, he quote or not quote tweeted me, I guess, but it responded to me Re- and said you have no idea what you're talking about and and blocked me.
0: Wow. Did you you actually tweeted at him or he just sort of found no, you randomly?
1: No, he just found me randomly. <laughs> it, it was it was really strange. He told me to like wow. shut up. He's like, Yeah, shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about and that was it. And wow. then, then when I went to That's respond, crazy. I you've already blocked me.
0: Jeez. Wow that's yes. i mean i it's a sensitive issue but geez i didn't realize that uh
1: yes so i've crazy. never never been a fan so go <laughs> <yourself>. par, <laughs> par all over there.
0: yeah uh yeah this is I, I don't know what uh what what mark bergman is thinking there um i have the exact opposite story of that uh calvin dehan has liked two of my tweets in the last week so it's kind wow. of a highlight for me uh he uh he liked one in which a uh, guy was uh, talking to me. Uh, we equated him to Nicholas Chalmerson, who got traded from uh, Chicago to Arizona, the, the great defensive defenseman of the, uh, the Blackhawks title yes. runs. Uh, the, Islanders, that's
1: the Islanders the Islanders. traded the draft pick that the Blackhawks got Chalmerson to
0: the Blackhawks
1: for Alex really? Karpitsev. Is that right? Yeah, that's like Alex Karpitsev draft pick.
0: Oh, my God. Geez, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's awful.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks a lot. Uh I love I love Traumerson. He's he's one of these like defensive specialist guys who's really good and uh watching him play those Blackhawks playoff games has been a pleasure and uh, I enjoy watching Calvin Dehan play too cuz he's pretty good. And then uh later on uh there was a uh, he was uh, Dehan was on a podcast this week, uh the Obstructive Views podcast. You check it out. He's on there. He's a funny funny guy. The podcast is great and uh he gives his sushi recommendations and he says to one of the hosts, you got to stop buying your sushi at gas stations, which is always good advice. Uh, so I tweeted that yeah. and tagged him in a tweet, and he liked that too. So uh, thank you, uh, Calvin, for making uh, my summer so far. Um, so let's segue into the Islanders then. Uh, they didn't really do much today. Uh, we kind of didn't expect them to do much. They Their name had been thrown around with Justin Williams. But again, he signed a two-year... Nine million dollar deal with the with the Hurricanes. That's four and a half million a year. That's a lot of dough. And the Islanders only have nine million in cap space right now. They do have to sign Calvin DeHaan, who is a restricted free agent, and they have to sign Adam Pellick, who probably shouldn't cost that much. But you know, to turn half of your cap space over to Justin Williams. Probably wouldn't be a smart move. So if that's what he wants, <laughs> then enjoy Carolina. Uh, again, he's a good player, but that just wasn't the right fit for the Islanders, and that's fine. Um, they signed Seth Helgeson, who was a devil's draft pick. Probably just going to end up being AHL depth. Uh, they made a trade with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got Krister's Goodzelvis. I'm very excited said.
1: about that. I know he's been horrible since, since, but that, right. that, that game that he put on against Canada was one of the best. Canada- individual performances I've ever seen in
0: hockey had an amazing run at the Sochi Olympics for Latvia and let me tell you I was telling my wife this before you know we talk about like certain cultures have great names Italians have great names there are some great French names out there low-key on but great name uh, low-key name on the great name list the Latvians
1: Archer's oh, yeah. Urban, Artur- Darius
0: Kasparaitis. These games are the best. They really are. Um, and so uh, Krister's Goodzelvis. Is, Guzelves- is, is, is Sandus Ozil Yes, yes, Sandus was was Lafayette. That's true. I forgot about him. Yeah, um, so uh, he was acquired from Tampa Bay for Carter Verhage, who uh, had come over in the Michael Grabner trade. He had a great um, uh, junior career. Carter Verhage, and I was kind of pulling for him a little bit. He had a good season for Bridgeport, but I don't know whatever for whatever reason the Islanders wanted to move on. And he was a teammate of Josh Hosang's at back in Niagara. Yeah, you know, I mean I'm not gonna cry over it, but I was a little a little bit bummed that that he obviously is gonna move on. Uh, and then. Um, Towards the end of the day, the Islanders made interest, well the Sound Tigers made an interesting signing. Uh, they got free agent Scott Enzor, uh, who was a teammate of Matthew Barzell's in Seattle. Kid is uh, kind of a real workhorse. Kind of seems like a little bit of a Casey Zizekas type, which, you know, the others already have one of those. But, uh, you know, just a hard-working dude, can chip in and score. Maybe he's got more of a scoring upside than Zizekas does. Seems like a smart player. He scored a hell of a, like, spin around a Denny Savard goal at the uh, prospect tournament, uh, which was pretty cool. And uh, I was hoping he'd get a contract because it seems like he's got some, uh, some talent. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty low-key day. And, I don't know, some people are mad about it. I guess she could be, but I communicate. It's not like we didn't see this coming, and uh, I would what, again. Whatever help the Islanders need didn't seem like it was going to come from this crop of free agents, so it's really hard to kind of get all that mad about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I can. I guess the uh, it's always kind of been the case is that when your team feels like it's doing nothing and other teams are doing something, you're gonna be mad. But uh, right. it's just yeah, I, I'm I'm not I'm not really. Worried at all about like, like I said I'm not worried at all that they did this I th- uh, The only thing that took me by surprise is I, th- I always assumed Hel- Helgeson Was like Swedish or something But he's from Minnesota <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah that's true that's true yeah uh, Yeah Helgeson is big uh, you know, I thought he played. You know, you read that he's played 50 games over the Devil for the Devils since 2009 when he was drafted, and immediately I immediately thought to myself, Have I seen all 50 of those yeah, games? Yeah, I, was say, because
1: <laughs> I to all against the Islanders.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like he's played. He's been playing consistently for like two, three seasons now. Yeah, but me too.
1: The Devils whatever. have had, had the weirdest defense. Though. Like those right. guys, like John Merrill, and like. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if these are real people. That's what I was yeah. thinking about the Kunitz thing, like Kunitz going from Pittsburgh. I, I can't wait for Pittsburgh to to make up someone to, to play on the first line with Crosby next year, like yeah. Kunakl or Rust or Sheary yeah. or Gensel And you're like, this is not even a real person. And then all of a sudden, they've got 11 goals in the playoffs. So.
0: <laughs> right, and, and people are writing that they should win the Conn Smythe Trophy. Right. Yeah, there was a few, there was a couple of others uh Bergen, some Burgendorfer something was signed later, too. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of sort of like, you know, who the heck is this guy? Fake people out there signings. Um, but that's just how it went. Like, that's just how how the day went. And, and um, you know, I, again, I can't really... Uh, like you said earlier, they didn't get tied into something that was going to be a problem. And they have enough of those already. You know, I mean, we could sit here and debate and have debated ad nauseum. Cal Clutterbuck contract, the Sazikas, you know, contract. They have one more year of uh, of Nikolai Kulaman for four or something million. They've already jettisoned. Uh, Mikhail Grabowski to uh, Vegas in the expansion draft. So that's one thing that's gone. You know, they, they've got Andrew Ladd, who they signed last year, to that sort of giant contract, and, you know, he's already a problem. So, I mean, if if given the choice between signing a guy to a contract you regret and not signing anybody and saying, okay, well, we're going to have to figure this out via trade or, you know, internal uh, solutions. Well, then I'll just take that rather than you know saddling yourself up to a because the Canadians. I'm telling you right now, the Canadians are going to try and buy out Carl Alsner Like they're just gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be like two or three years from now, and they're just he's going to be booed. He's going to be like the the um, not Patrice was What's was the guy uh, Pat, Patrice Brisebois Remember he was like booed wow. out of out of Montreal, yeah. like you know, and it's just like. I, and again, it's no no offense to Carl Alsner, he, despite the fact that he he you know went after you on Twitter, like he's I mean, he's a fine player, whatever. But he's just, I just don't think he's going to give them what they think he's going to give them, and, and that no. contract is immediately going to be a problem.
1: Uh, and I know people in the uh, like the, the fancy math uh, community have always said, I don't know, understand why there's not someone on these staff that like is like just their their sole job is to just say. Uh, no like <laughs> basically like you're gonna lose you know millions of dollars in this on this trade down the line and I'm sure there is and and I know I yeah I uh, was saying that uh, you know they have their own analytics department mm. and and that you're already you know kind of are what what the lightning needed I guess I don't know his 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 skill set is what they needed according to their math wizards but uh, you can't tell me that somebody in that in the Mark Bergevin's uh cabinet wasn't like dude <laughs> like sit down please like yeah. don't, don't hit the button yet don't hit the submit button yeah. right. and I freak when I make a move in fantasy baseball I freak out about like I have my thumb over the the trigger for a long time and that's fake baseball I, yeah. and this guy seems to be like just go do it do it do it
0: yeah, I just I don't, I don't even know. I mean, this again. It's the same guy who traded PK Subban for Shea Weber, and again, you know, it's funny because like people were talking about this as you know an immediate loss for the for the the Canadians, and I think it, it ultimately will be. I mean, Shea Weber is not a bad player, but he's just he does. I just don't think that he that contract is going to age very well the way Subban, you know, who's like six years younger, uh, would. But I, I mean, Bergerman is really out there. Marching to his own beat. I don't know what what's going on out there, and and they lost a bunch of guys. They still haven't signed Alex Galchenyuk. They might not sign Radulov, who we, we talked about before. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on out there, and I don't know if it's the pressure that's getting to him. But he's definitely he. One thing about Mark Bergevin that we always know is he dresses very well. He's always a very yeah. snazzily dressed man. So he's he's getting something out of. Him. He's getting these great suits <laughs> out of the game. So, um, so yeah. Um, so the Dallas
1: Eakins. I always thought the Dallas Eakins was just like he had like the kind of Christian Bale American psycho good look did yes did he did he go to phoenix or not
0: was- yet um he was interviewed there so uh that's a possibility uh that would be a good fit like uh, he kind of got a bum rap in in um in edmonton because it's just uh you know they they had a terrible team back then and that's, and that's another like Another crazy signing is the the Oilers, not not the Connor McDavid one because he's apparently going to get like thirteen million, which he's earned every penny of. But then they went out and they signed Chris Russell to like a four million dollar a year contract, and that's going to age poorly too. I mean, he's just a shot blocker and slow, and they think they've given this sort of magical they've. They think that he provided some sort of magic to them for the Oilers <laughs> in the playoffs, and it just didn't work. Uh, and then the Flames, you know, they went out and they got Hamanik, which is a good deal for them. Like you said, it gives them a really strong top four. But then they signed Michael Stone to um, a, like a three-year, four-something million-dollar a year deal, yep. and my Flames fan friends were all over the, <laughs> oh my god, this is awful! What are you doing? Like, why would you stick your sixth, you know, defense your worst defenseman with a contract that you're never going to get rid of? So. You know, again, it's the balance. You're a genius one day, you're dope the next day. And at this point, you know, Gardner is sort of right in the middle. <laughs> He's not a genius, but he didn't do anything dopey today either. So tomorrow, maybe he will. I don't know. We'll see, but who
1: knows. Yeah. Yeah. And he almost kind of did that in like in a couple of days, like the Pelic thing. And then you saw like the reasoning
0: behind it. And then the right.
1: get, getting Vegas to think, oh, we got to talk about J.F. Ruben.
0: <laughs> you mean new Blackhawks goalie Ruby, two, year one, two, two, year, <laughs> two year deal Two year deal 1.1 million a year God bless J.F. Ruby Honestly like that, I, Good for I, him
1: I, I, I'm telling <laughs> you It had to have been That game That he played For the Islanders Yeah was, right not, not this October But the one before I think right Yeah so two Yeah, years yeah
0: ago, The second game Of the season Yeah
1: Yeah, Two years ago He, he put on A decent performance And somebody <laughs> Must have said Keep this guy's name In the back of your head yeah.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I I tweeted that uh, you know good luck in the press box at the United Center, <laughs> and you know and somebody asked me I was like wow that's cold. and I was like you know what like if he ends up playing for them at a regular you know regular interval good for him like I honestly that would be great for him but he might yeah maybe
1: they, he'll become the next Scott Darling
0: maybe you never know but they already have Corey Crawford who is obviously you know ensconced as the number one who's pretty good uh, and they got this guy Anton Forsberg from Columbus who had been in the uh, Brandon Sod Artemi Panarin deal who's also had like he's I been was, pretty good I feel like we've seen him play against the Islanders at least once or twice so. and that
1: that really screwed the Islanders that trade
0: yeah a little bit <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I and I know it was like a specific like it sounds like the Black Blackhawks core really wanted sod back, but man, if that's what it took to get Panarin from the Blackhawks, I really hope that Snow is trying his best.
0: Yeah, it's it's so I don't know. It's I feel like there's a lot of so you know some certain teams. Always deal with other certain teams. Like, ever notice that? Like, Garth Snow has made how many deals? with Peter Chiarelli going right. back to yeah. Boston. Like, it's and it's always like this. Like, Glenn Sather always used to send guys to Columbus, and they used to make trades with the Rangers. I remember, you know, for years and years, the the Yankees had a thing with the Kansas City Royals, and it was almost like their farm club. Like, there was always trading guys back and forth to the Royals. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's just it's just how it kind of is. Except in football, where nobody ever makes any trades. And so I feel like a lot of times it's hard to compare, like, our, our inclination is to compare, like, oh, my God, this deal versus this other deal. These guys got hosed, and these guys got a great deal. But I, f- I don't know if general managers really think that way. I mean, I think if – let's, I mean, for all I know, Stan Bowman, again, is as always, is trying to wiggle out of the, the, the salary cap, and he may have only created that trade. I don't think he shopped Artemi Panarin. I think he went to Columbus and said, hey – right. We can do this, and you would save me a little bit of money, and you get our timing, Panarin, and it just made sense. You know, I mean, Panarin's phenomenal, Sad is phenomenal, and it works for kind of for both clubs a little bit. Although, if you you know read online, this Blackhawks really didn't save as much as you think they did. So, like, I don't think you know there was ever a point where like Stan Bowman and Garth Snow were on the phone with together, and Snow was like, nah, "I'm not interested in Panarin." Like, cause that would be insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be crazy. I'm sure he would be right. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah, you want I want Brock Nelson sorry, and whoever else. What's yeah.
1: that? I'm just jaded that he's in the division.
0: Right, really? yeah. Well, I mean, but then again, so was Saad, who was pretty darn good, too. So yeah. uh, it's, and, you and, know, and
1: it's... Tortorella and Panarin are going to be an interesting. <laughs> <point>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Just wait, I, yeah, I we'll, think that,
1: wait till that, Panarin is a healthy scratch for not fact checking one.
0: I'll make two predictions. One, the Tortorella show ends in Columbus at some point within the next calendar year either after next season or during next season. And my second prediction is that Jack Capuano will be the head coach of the Florida Panthers within 18 months. I, I think that that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, and, you know, people are like, oh, why would they say that? He's, he sucks. But, dude, I'm telling you, this guy is going to be the coach of that team within a year and a half. I, I would bet money. If I could bet, if I go to Vegas and bet money on that, I would bet money on it. I absolutely think that's.
1: There, th- there's a bookmaker in Europe, William Hill, and they do a thing. Or I think Sky does it now too, where you can tweet at them and say, you know, g- give me odds that John Tavares will take a penalty in this game, and they'll <laughs> someone will make the odds for you. They'll send it back, and then you can bet on it. And they they make it open to the public. So if you if you have a friend over in Europe, just tell them, you know, give me odds I'm, I'm on on Capuano becoming. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that. We
0: should yeah. do Cappy odds. That that would be awesome. We, we should, I should do that because I'm I I don't I'm not very certain about many things. I am absolutely one hundred percent dead certain about this. But uh, so you brought up Tavares. I guess we we probably should talk about him. Uh, today is kind of come and gone without an extension. Um, the latest was that Tavares is. Now thinking that you know there's no rush on an extension, he likes the where where the team is at. He likes what what Snow is doing, so there's no real rush to sign it. He's perfectly happy going into the season without a contract extension and seeing where it kind of goes. And you know Snow, I guess, feels the same way. Um, I this terrifies me to no end. Yeah, uh, this I've been keeping is the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. I've been keeping this document, this well over fifteen thousand words right now <laughs> of all these things. Now, so it started out with just Toronto salivating over to Tavares. Then Montreal to dip their toe in because they needed a first line center. Now Columbus has gotten into the act where not one but two dispatch columnists have been saying, Well, you know, it the, the, the Blue Jackets should just wait and see what happens with John Tavares. Maybe they can work out a trade. They're not trading him to Columbus. That's just not going to happen. Like Garcinoff didn't even want to trade Tyrus Hamannick to the same conference, let alone I can't imagine what he would want to do for John Tavares. And also, this is like we're talking about far, far, far into the one timeline of the future. So, you know, this is I think we're on the same wavelength here. Like locking up Tavares as soon as possible is key because nobody and when I mean nobody, I mean me and you and pretty much a lot of people listening to this wants to hear every team Coming after this guy all the time because the Islanders aren't very good. I mean, they're still a bubble team right now, even with the addition of Jordan Eberle, who I think we we both like a lot. Uh, and so this is just going to be an unnecessary distraction. And getting that guy's name on a contract extension as soon as possible is key. Doesn't have to be today. Maybe it's tomorrow, but soon. And if you're not going to trade him, that's fine. But just sign the guy because I can't. I don't want to take this for a year.
1: It's yeah. It's I. It it. it people were like, oh, you should be relieved. You know, it sounds like he's, he's, he's comfortable. You know, the Islanders aren't going to trade him in the summer. You know, that, that that's not a bad thing. Like, like this is, this is good news. I said, it's absolutely not good news. <laughs> like, this is the last thing I needed. I I didn't want to have to worry about this. I wanted it to be done. And now right. I have to worry about it. And, and like the, Ever, the Everly trade was great. We And it's, you know, I'm so happy that he's on the team. I think, he, him, him and Tavares, you know, they do go way back. They're a great fit for each other. And I think Everly's poised to, to have like, a really, really good year.
0: Yeah, so, me too. I think so, too.
1: But the, <laughs> the fact that I just kind of wish, like, Garstow said, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're into this trade for sure. We're, we want this, but we just have this, this one kind of more important thing we got to get done, like, and just got got that done before anything else. So. <laughs> Like, I wish, yeah. I wish, like, before he eats in the morning, I wish Garson, I hope I was on the phone with, with Pat Brisson or, right, that's his agent, and he's just like, listen, I'm I'm not eating today until we make some headway <laughs> on this thing, cause I'm freaking out already.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a good scene, and, and, you know, again, I, I get what you're saying, like. You know, it means Tavares likes it here. And I, and I don't think anybody ever thought that he didn't. Like, I think they, he's been saying the entire time that his preference is to stay and he wants to stay. And Doug Waite has been very vocal <laughs> saying, I'm going to speak for John. I don't care uh, that, you know, they want to sign him and he wants to stay. And and I'm like, that's great. Then sign. Like, I just I don't really get why this needs to be dragged out because the phrase, well, we'll wait and see what happens, has rarely ever worked out for the Islanders. Like, it's just it that that. So many different things could go wrong. Look at wrong. the Franz
1: Nielsen thing. That's that's what keeps coming yeah. back to my head. A year ago today, getting that message from from Arthur Staple saying, you know, we're going to need your shoelaces and keys, man, because <laughs> that's after this whole time when the Islanders were like, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, we're, it's gonna get, it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of time. That scares me. So now, yeah. cause what happened yeah. with Nielsen? So.
0: No, you're 100 percent right. Like they just they waited and waited, and and this is the thing that that does drive me crazy about Snow is he, he will wait until the absolute last minute before doing something or maybe not doing something. And again, you know, sometimes it works out like Letty Boychuk, which I've now mentioned three times here. I should probably get off of that. It's ancient history now. Uh, or it, it back it blows up in his face like Nielsen. I mean, he he left the door open for Nielsen to talk to other teams, and he ended up signing with one of them. And and it's like. You're kidding me, right? I mean, this guy wanted to stay. I mean, I don't know if he would have taken a discount, per se, to stay with the Islanders, but I'm sure he would have been open to staying with them, and, and now he's not there anymore. And so yeah. I just, it, it, to me, it seems wrong. Uh, you know, Tavares himself, too, said he didn't want it to, you know, at one point he didn't want it to see what, he didn't want to experience what Stephen Stamkos went through, which is like a year of nonsense and then signing almost at the 11th hour, so um, I, I don't wanna see that. I, I don't think anybody wants to see it. The team this is a team especially that can't afford these types of distractions and, and I mean that. Like that's a word we throw around a lot, but this is a distraction and they could say it won't be, but it will be. Like it totally will be. And I mean, even you know, Travis Haminick, a guy who's not on Twitter, has you know, it seems about as analog a guy as you can find. You know, he drives a truck from Winnipeg to New York every year for, for training camp and he likes his country music and his dog and he like builds log cabins in the summertime. Even he was like, you know, when they asked him, well, you know, what do you think of the trade rumors? He's like, well, it's hard to ignore them. Like it's hard to, to say you don't see them because you you see them all the time. I mean, that's just what happens. Like I'm sure Tavares is going to see this stuff and, you know, he's going to have friends and family that are pointing out to him. So nobody needs this, especially a team that, you know, is going to be fighting for every inch of space in the Metro this year. The, they really need to sign him. And, and you know, I'm hoping that by the time people read this, he is signed. We could all take a deep breath and laugh at you know our anxiety but you know ultimately that's that's where it needs to end up and they really need to get him signed and if it takes all summer that's fine but i really would like to get it done before the season starts
1: yeah i mean people have vacations to go on and stuff how can you relax how can you relax and stuff when you when, when this is what's going on
0: right yeah, yeah. i know it's uh it's tough <laughs> i was home all day today i wasn't i wasn't had the laptop on i was sitting in my uh my uh our den over here and i had uh the you know tsn on and it was it was pretty brutal to hear the, <laughs> the nonsense <laughs> you know it wasn't it wasn't that bad but uh it was it was That's not fun free, i really the wish. free
1: agents frenzy the uh yes my, i i my favorite you know soapal joke aside my my favorite free agency day of all time was the one right after uh god what lockout was it 2004 2005 uh <laughs> When, when they had it, in, I guess it was like in August, and so many people were out of contract because another year had elapsed, and the Islanders signed like Miro Chatan and Brad Lukowicz. And uh, just the, the amount of movement on that day was the best thing ever. And I was just on tsn.ca, like trying to like figure out what was going on. And I thought it was, it was you know predating most blogs and obviously before Twitter. So just like just refreshing the page every five seconds and just <laughs> seeing. Who went where. And uh yeah, that was yeah. that was really
0: just was so much fun that day.
1: Yeah. And now I have always loved Shatan, and I was very happy to get him.
0: Yeah. He he just got a new job. He's in he's a GM for somebody else now. Somebody oh, in the really? Czech League. I forget who, yeah. But I just I just read that and I was like, Oh hey, good for Miro. Um yeah, now they put that stuff behind like paywalls, like sportsnet was behind a paywall. Yeah, they want you to be a subscriber now. And yeah, I wish that they I mean the NHL NHL used to like you know, stream that stuff for free, like in and, yeah. and, and the trade deadline. And yeah, I mean, I, on one hand, I get why they want, they want you to pay for it. Cause that's like the big, the big time they get all the eyeballs, but at the same time, it's, it's a little, you know, it's a fun time for fans to get together. And I really wish that it was kind of more open for people. Same with the draft. Like they used to stream rounds two through seven on the, you know, the league's website. And the last two years, they haven't done that. And you could get it on Sportsnet radio, but Take my word, my advice. is Don't listen to a draft on the radio. It sucks. Oh my god, it's the worst. Especially a sports one because all they do is talk about the Leafs for five hours. But anyway, yeah, I, I think uh, I listened to
1: the. Tra- <laughs> I think I listened to the trade deadline this year on the on like serious XM NHL I was uh, driving, and it was just really this great deadline was yeah. brutal
0: and it was yeah you need those those talking heads even if they're boring but hey Ray Ferraro was on it this weekend and it's also funny I had to laugh out loud because at one point they went to like the insiders and Darren Drager said something and Pierre Lebrun said something and they they said uh Bob do you have anything to add and Bob McKenzie just said i got nothing like that was it. Do they that still do days. it
1: like i know i know trade center they like have like james duffy's panel like front and center and then they have yeah they have like gordon miller drager those guys kind of like at the back left like stage right yeah and like yeah. in the back corner like just type it away on their blackberries and pretending
0: right. like <laughs> they're working yeah i was i yeah. was like what are they doing over there but you know, they had that they had the panel was uh, ray ferraro Marty Biron, Jeff O'Neill, um, some other guy, and uh, Pierre Maguire, ugh, who I could live without. Then they had, yeah, the Gord Miller, Drager, LeBron, and Mill- and Mackenzie in the back. Then they had the reporters who were kind of like the sports reporters. Yeah, 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 like
1: Dave yeah, like Hodge and all those yeah,
0: guys. It's, it's Dave Hodge who is old school. Like he did stuff in the '70s and '80s. He's you know, got the like best. I, he's got the best Canadian voice. Harvard. Super super deep, great Canadian voice, almost like a Leslie Nielsen almost, yeah. but like serious, you know? Yep. Uh he's from like when they used to wear blazers with the like the C B C or whatever logo on the front. So that's how I always picture Dave Hodge. But then the other three guys is Steve Simmons, who we know is just the worst because he literally ran Phil yeah, Kessel took- out of town oh, and then. Passed. Yeah, and claimed he didn't. Uh, Michael Farber, who's written some great things for Sports Illustrated, but has become like the sort of Clint Eastwood, get-off-my-lawn guy in a couple of, last couple of years, which is really irritating. And then there's Bruce Arthur, who has a stack, a, a closet full of awards, and who called the Islanders a tire fire a couple of years ago at the trade deadline, because yeah, they, they traded Vanek. Thomas Mannick for, <laughs> for Sebastian Colberg because that means they're a tire fire. So, I tweeted at the time, I want to see Dave Hodge kick all these guys asses like so, so, <laughs> I, that would have been very entertaining for me to watch i don't know how a 70s whatever year old dave hodge like roundhouse kick steve simmons in i'm the sure face. he's that kind
1: of been black belted something
0: absolutely oh i guarantee it yeah or like he's you know some like krav maga or some kind of like you know ancient martial art that they don't <laughs> teach anymore and he's just like breaking arms and like throwing people around the room that would have been that would have really been entertaining but uh, Those, tsn think, didn't go in that direction i think
1: <laughs> I had to do like a survey for maybe like a yearbook or something. And they asked me, one of them was like, what's your favorite TV show? And my favorite TV show in, in the survey was uh, TSN Trade Center. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it. I, I used to love it because Cam Jansen would always be the first one traded. And like, so, so <laughs> there wouldn't be a trade for like six hours. And Cam Jansen would just be on the phone talking about being traded. Either to <laughs> the Devils, back to the Devils. So you feel like you was right. traded to and from the Devils 11 times.
0: <laughs> today they they had everybody on skype and uh i mean i was kind of listening while kind of also watching and and dan girardi was there and i don't he didn't really <laughs> say anything interesting but his kids were there he was like he was like lounging by the pool and his kids were like daddy daddy <laughs> and <laughs> like at the end james Please. duffy was like get the kids out here get on get them on here let's get them out like you know and they were like hello it was it was actually very funny i don't I'm know i mean
1: i did he black
0: <laughs> i guess he blocked those two kids for a while and then then they finally got through so but it was it was very cute and again i whatever dan Girardi's, no offense to dan Girardi, but what, i'm sure whatever he said was was very uh very in-depth and uh specific for about his new, new team and his new role so um yeah i mean i guess this will be it for a while i mean if something pops up uh you know that we should discuss we can but uh i guess that's about it it was a quiet day for the islanders they need to go out and sign John Tavares. Make a trade for yeah. uh, Matt Duchesne, maybe, uh, or somebody else. I mean, hey, there's a lot of other centers out there that can, you know, give the Islanders a, a top line. Or hey, you never know. Maybe it's a Matthew Barzell. I don't know. Maybe it's Anthony Beauvillier. Maybe it's uh, I don't know somebody somebody in the organization already. But uh, yeah, it's going to come from a trade, and hopefully, they can get Tavares signed and move on, and we won't worry about free agents they didn't sign.
1: Yes, that would be, that would be it. That would be, that would make me the happiest person. Yeah.
0: It would be happy September for everybody. So,
1: you know what, what, if he signs that deal, they should, they should do it at the Coliseum. Like what I was there for when they drafted him and the place was just deafening loud. It'd be great if they announced it there and they had like the floor seats and the big like moon bounce that they get for the draft party.
0: If they maybe if they announced it at the uh, the preseason game that was there, then then that would be worth it.
1: Yes, uh, you or, know, or uh, we can have a parade down Hempstead Turnpike with just yeah. like a bunch sure. of John Tavares float. <laughs> uh,
0: that game, by the way, I'll give you a third prediction. That game is either going to be one of two things: either it's going to be a thirteen thousand seat sellout, uh, or it's going to be like an eight thousand seat. Preseason game <laughs> that, you know, is like when I say 8,000 people, I mean like really more like 5,000, and half of them are going to be Flyers fans. So it's going <laughs> to be one or goodness. the other. I
1: can't wait. That's what I can't wait for. I can't wait for people to say, to ask about the ice condition.
0: <laughs> Coliseum in, in September. Yeah, I'm sure the ice <laughs> conditions are going to be great. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, the uh, point blank, guys are talking about it, and they they think it. You know, people. The one thing we can't do is like if they sell out, people can't go. They're gonna move back. That's not how it works. You know, it's <laughs> one preseason game. There's lots of stuff going on. Uh, that's another thing we didn't even talk about. The Belmont thing, uh, July 10th. Keep your eyes open. There's gonna be a meeting in the the Elmont uh, Public Library, and people are gonna you know talk about what they want and, and in a, in that getting rid of that you know selling that space and how they want to use it, and hopefully. The Islanders have a representative there, and they can kind of make things. The I think I'm, I think so we're going
1: to go, and I'm going to wear a uh, an Islanders jersey and paint my face.
0: <laughs> you should. You, yeah. de- you have to. You have to wear one of the wigs too, like the big. Yeah, wigs, like like, shock
1: like wig. Like, like, like was that the Seinfeld episode with the Devils fan? It's like <laughs> doing, doing,
0: doing
1: Yeah. Do an Islanders version of that. Yeah.
0: Go with like seven other guys that all spell out Islanders on your chest and stand in the back <laughs> row and just stand up and just be like hey couldn't hurt right i mean you yeah. never know i'm sure you won't be the only islanders fans there but uh, yeah so that that's going to be the next thing there and even if like you know it's like yeah sure let the islanders move in and the next day they they you know get the wheels in motion uh nothing is going to happen before the beginning of the season so we'll have plenty of time to talk about that but uh thank you for very much for listening this year it's been fun We we have a great time talking we wish we could do it more often believe me <laughs> but we've got jobs and other stuff and like you know even again it's saturday nights and we're two wild and crazy guys here we are talking about the islanders over skype so it's yeah, well, you know, yeah this it, is the best we could do
1: I, if, if, even if we weren't doing this i would be talking to the islanders just to myself and uh, <laughs> well
0: you have jimmy the dog you could talk to yeah, jimmy about it yeah, yeah,
1: jimmy, uh, jimmy did stop in a couple of times squeak there you go yeah. his toy. i don't know if,
0: if that picked up on the microphone or not but <laughs> I did hear him before. Yeah. Uh, I have my, my, my lovely wife is very, very patient. She, she hears me talk about the Islanders all the time. Uh, she, she's into it. She'll ask me questions and you know, she's, she she kind of knows her stuff, but, uh, part of me kind of feels like she's like, all right, let's move on to the next
1: topic,
0: <laughs> which is fine, but I love her to death and she, I don't know. I mean, how she deals with, with my Islanders anxiety, my you know getting mad at people because they're mad about the islanders is just i don't know how she does it but <laughs> i'm very very lucky let's put it that way um so thank you very much uh you can follow mike on twitter at his handle which is
1: the bigly Bowski with two
0: e's bigly Basky with two e's also look for him in the mike and the mike 30 for 30 documentary we talked about last week uh oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah I, I I,
1: we have a we have an interview coming up with these i don't know what for but they they're going to come to the bar i used to bartend at, it, or it's still at it from time and i don't know what they want to like do some shooting so
0: oh good i, I don't know awesome. if
1: it's a commercial i don't know idea
0: very big <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool i mean let us know what happens we'll, we'll check it out i mean i i won't know it because it's on espn because i don't watch espn so yeah, by thanks. all means let me know <laughs> when it's out there
1: yeah we'll see what happens there i don't yeah, know definitely. I, I think it's, I, I i don't think mike will be there yeah He's, he's oh. busy on vacation
0: right now. I was gonna say he probably goes on like a very lengthy summer vacation. Uh, so yeah, so check that. What it's the thirteenth, right? Is the, the I think
1: so. movie. I think yeah. it's that whatever that Wednesday
0: is. Yeah, you won't miss it. They'll they'll that they'll be advertised everywhere. So yeah, the Mike and the Mike documentary, Mike and the Mike and the Mad Dog documentary. Our Mike is on there. You should check it out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Culture of Losing. I kind of feel like I might need a vacation from Twitter at some point, so I can't guarantee I'm going to be on there that much, but I am still there uh, by all means, uh, you know, follow or check me out or whatever. And, uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate yes, it. We do. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's great, uh, that, that people want to kind of hang with us for 45 minutes to an hour every couple of weeks. And, and we love talking about the Islanders. We know you like talking about the Islanders and we're crazy because we do, but, uh, I'm glad that we all kind of have each other. Um, and uh, happy Fourth of July! See, I thought I was going to yes. forget, but I didn't. Yeah, forget.
1: that's good. I, <laughs> I was going to forget to remind you.
0: <laughs> I asked Mike to remind me to Fourth of July, but have a great Fourth of July weekend. Happy uh, Canada Day! Happy Canada! Oh yeah, Happy Canada Day to all our Canadian friends today. Uh, you know, we'll have our ha- holiday in a couple of days, and everybody enjoy your uh, your festive, uh, you know, Indigenous foods, whether they be hot dogs or poutine or whatever you need to celebrate. <laughs> By all means, chips. do that. Ketchup, <laughs> ketchup chips or. Salt and vinegar chips, which I think are gross, but uh, we'll have to, you know, take the time, celebrate, relax, enjoy the summer, and we will talk to you at some point. All right. (laughs) Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.